This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. I have to introduce you to a delightful guest. His name is Ravi Katoria. And our wish today is that Ravi will reconnect you or strengthen your connection to the bright light inside of you. Ravi says modern day pressures are causing anxiety and stress levels to reach to new heights. As life becomes more frenetic, people are recognizing they have a greater need for peace in their life. Ravi says every human being, regardless of caste, creed, religious beliefs, region, social status, intelligence, gender, sexual identity, everyone has an inborn, inalienable, and powerful ability. The spiritual ability. No exceptions, no preconditions. Ravi says, spirituality is universal. Everyone has equal access. And this truth can make the world a calmer, more peaceful place. Ravi believes it can change the course of human history. In fact, he wrote a book about it. That's right. That's right. Happy soul, hungry mind. (laughs) And how many books is this for you now? This is my second book. So my first book uh, was a business book. It was a business parable about a CEO, how cohesive is your company? And then this one is the happy soul, hungry mind is the story of an entrepreneur who is struggling in life. He's facing a a family challenge and business challenges. So he's he's almost ready to throw his hands up and is looking for some intervention, some help that can get him some more peace in life. And that intervention, I'm going to guess, is spirituality? Yes. You know, he he runs into an old mentor and the mentor and him used to talk about spirituality. So he goes to the mentor and says, look, uh, it may be a sign that I ran into you, but can we talk about spirituality? And the, and the mentor is, uh, is a little surprised because, you know, a few years back uh, when they knew each other, Travis is the, is the character's name. Travis was not really paying attention. And so he says, are you really sure you want to talk about spirituality? And he goes, yes. And he says, says this, and and I I find that line in the book, he says, I want to sleep for one night. I want to sleep for one night peacefully. That sets the stage of the the backdrop for their discussion on life, on challenges, uh, on business, and on spirituality, and really the purpose of life. All right, well, let's just jump right in since you mentioned (laughs) it. What is the purpose of life then? Oh, wow. Miss Casey, you're not beating around the bush. <laughs> no, I want it. I you brought it up. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. <laughs> the purpose of life. You know, I, so let, me, let, me, uh, let me answer that, but let me build up to that in just a you know, few, few seconds here. I used to watch the Oprah Winfrey show for many years, and she would ask people, celebrities, spiritual authors, religious leaders, what the purpose of life was. And they would give her an answer, and it ranged anywhere from the work that they were doing to community service, you name it. But I talk about in my book, all those answers were not the purpose of life. It was the purpose that their mind had defined. 
our mind tells us this is my purpose the mind says look i want to be renowned as a spiritual author so th- i want to serve people that is my purpose or the mind says i want to be the richest billionaire on earth so that becomes my purpose right and uh, somebody says i want to be the next picasso so i will do but they're all the purpose of the mind the purpose of life has nothing to do with the purposes that our mind defines the purpose of life is singularly there is only one purpose of life and it defines every human being on earth and that purpose of life the reason why we are born is to experience that life force experience our own soul that flows in us it's that call it the soul the spirit that gives us the energy to be alive it's our living force when we experience our own living force that is when we have achieved purpose of life i'm not going to ask you right now how do we experience our soul but i am going to ask you that in a few minutes i want to yes. ask you this can we disappoint our soul is our soul frustrated or saddened by our lack of acknowledgement no no not at all not at all not at all your soul has not subject to emotions your soul does not judge you your soul cannot judge you your soul is standing with arms open and it will take you in its embrace all you have to do and this is worth repeating and stressing all you have to do is show up if you show up your soul will take you in its arm it will not ask any questions and it cannot it is bound if you show up your soul will shower its blessings its happiness its peace on you the soul has no choice i'm guessing some people live their whole lives without ever embracing their own soul would you agree with that no actually that is impossible <laughs> tell me more <laughs> it is impossible to live a life that doesn't because we get what i talk about in the book is that we all experience the glimmers of the soul during our life we all experience glimmers of peace somebody goes to a temple somebody goes to a church and they're sitting in the church where uh, no sermon is going on right the pastor is not speaking there's nobody in the church and you're just sitting there you're looking up and you see a little bit sunlight coming through the stained glasses right and in that moment you experience a little bit of the peace that is within you your experience the glimmer of your own soul there are people who climb uh, you know who are rock climbers who climb mountains and it takes them days and hours to climb up and when they reach the peak they usually have few minutes especially if they're climbing the himalayas right you could climb up to mount everest and it could take you weeks but you're only there for 5 minutes before you have to start but in that 5 minutes their mind is completely quiet and they experience that stillness within them so all of us you know when we when we listen sometimes to music sometimes when we dance right there are people who are in their profession with their painters or actors we all experience this stillness and peace within us and we all do that it could be farmers it could be uh, bus drivers it could be students it could be teachers all of us during our life are experiencing the glimmer of our own soul 
Aravi Kathoria. Did I say your name correctly? Yes, ma'am. You've, yes, please. Close Thank you. Close enough. Close enough, right? Um, <laughs> so, the, so experiencing the soul is a stillness. What else? What else does it feel like? Yes. Yes. That is, that is a great question. And uh, if with, um, how would I like to say this? Uh, for me to describe that is very difficult. It's like trying to describe to someone, uh, say I'm eating a cheesecake and I'm tasting the cheesecake mm -hmm. and you are watching me eat, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm describing the cheesecake to you or whatever your favorite dish may be. Now, no matter what description I give, and maybe I am <laughs> Shakespeare born again, right? Mm. And I am describing it in the most eloquent terms. But that description, Ms. Casey, will never ever come close to the actual experience of you tasting the cheesecake. Gotcha. All right. About these glimmers. We're talking yeah. to Ravi Kathoria. The book is Happy Soul, Hungry Mind. About these glimmers, where can we go to get more than a glimmer? The glimmers, sometimes I need, you know, two slices of the glimmer cheesecake, not just a little <laughs> glimmer. <laughs> Beautiful question, Miss Casey. Beautiful question. And the answer is in your question. The day you stop seeking because in the material world and, and I call the material world everything else outside right in this dimension that we live in the material world we are always wanting seeking more and more if I had two pieces yesterday then I want three today then I want four tomorrow I want a better experience I want this I want that or I'm afraid oh I had two you know two of this quantity yesterday I'm afraid that I'm going down and I'm going to be left with only one when it comes to spirituality and when it comes to the glimmers of the soul the last thing you want to get in your mind is I want more of this because that becomes actually the, the stumbling block. When it comes to spirituality, we cannot apply the benchmarks and we cannot have the yearning in that way, right? It, it cannot be an urging. You have to let it happen naturally. The glimmer of the soul happens automatically. It comes naturally and it happens when you actually stop pushing yourself. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, we're talking about happy soul, hungry mind. So I think I'm beginning to understand the happy soul part. Tell me about the hungry mind part. Yes. Yes. I ask a lot of people what the title means to them when they, when they hear it for the first time. Happy soul, hungry mind. And they say, I get the happy soul part. And hungry mind means it's the curious mind. And the book actually presents a exactly opposite, uh, not opposite, but a very different meaning. Our mind is constantly restless from the time that we are born as toddlers till the time we pass away. Our mind keeps hungering for more, whether it hungers for more money, for a better career, for more love, for a better relationship, a better reputation, uh, honor, comfort. The mind is constantly hungering for things and experiences and then on the opposite side, the mind is afraid of losing what it already possesses. So if I have made so much money, I'm afraid that I don't lose half of it. I want to preserve. I want to protect what I have and I want to. And this cycle, this dance goes on through our entire lives. The mind is hungry and restless. Mm-hmm. 
That's for sure. I wake up in the morning and there's all kinds of things going on. And I have to say, like, be quiet. Yes. <laughs> be quiet. Yes. I can't solve all these 13 things, all these different. It's like the apps on your phone. It's like having all your apps open. I wake up and sometimes <laughs> my hungry mind is just it's it's spinning all kinds of stories. So uh, yes. uh, what am I going to do about that? Ravi. Yes, yes. Beautiful question. And when we wake up, the mind and in, unfortunately, the mind is not even quiet when we sleep, right? Mm -hmm. So we go into dream state and we dream up all of this and all the dreams that we, you know, watch, they don't make sense when we wake up in the morning, yet we spend so much of our time at night dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. And we wake up in the morning and we don't even have to pick up the phone. All these thoughts keep rushing and all day long, our mind is getting bombarded by these thoughts. What do I do to balance that out or offset that or yes. or help? What you have to acknowledge, what you have to understand first is, first we have to set the goal, right? We have to say, okay, all right, what is it that I'm trying to do? And the the pursuit of becoming internally peaceful is something that we all have to tell ourselves that is should be very important to us. So if I say, okay, all right, I want to become more and more peaceful because then I will get more glimmers of my own peace within, right? I have this infinite ocean of peace within and I want to take more dips in that ocean, right? It's my ocean. I want to take more dips in my own ocean of peace and say, okay, how do I become more peaceful? And so in the, in the book, I, I talk about at least three techniques. The first is every evening, if you get a chance to take 10 or 15 minutes to decompress from the day because during the day you pick up so much and the mind is processing it and it pushes it down into the, the subconscious. You want to take a few minutes and let it decompress, right? It's like when we eat food, we have to let that food out the next day. We want to let the mind process it and throw out all these thoughts. It makes you calmer and then you can go and have dinner and enjoy with your friends or family, but it makes you peaceful. And you do that every day because it, it takes the day's events and reduces its hold on you. On weekends, then if you get a chance, then you spend some extended amount of time in what I call quiet time, where you're not involved in any activity and you just let down and slow down. Mm -hmm. You say, okay, life is very hectic, but I owe it to myself to take 30 minutes or 45 minutes in the entire weekend and just slow down. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to breathe, right? You do that. And then finally, both of those prepare you for allowing you to meditate. And meditation is something that happens to you where your thoughts become completely quiet. And when your thoughts become quiet, your soul begins to shine through. How were you taught to meditate? Was this part of your uh, experience growing up? My, I grew up in a household, both my mother and father were very spiritual. And my meditation, my first meditation experience was, forget it, maybe 15 or 16 years old. But uh, nobody taught me, nobody instructed me. I did meditation and it happened naturally. And I have followed that. In fact, I have done a YouTube video on uh, a simple meditation technique. I believe in that because meditation can happen naturally for us. And I strongly believe that. And it's the easiest, to me, it's the easiest way to meditate where I let the mind 
do what it wants, and then it slowly and calmly calms down. All right. We'll look for your YouTube video. Where does uh, religion play a part in this? Can people who don't even maybe believe in God use these tools? Absolutely. Both, both kinds of people, people who believe in God and people who do not believe in God will benefit from this because every human being has this. They have a soul. Every human being on earth has, has a soul. They have this life energy in them and they experience those glimmers of, of their own soul and they can strengthen that experience. If now people who have faith in God, right, who are religious, who are devotional, uh, who have a lot of beliefs, what they have to realize is that the faith in God should help them lead on the path where their mind becomes calmer and quieter. On the other hand, if they're going and listening to a religious leader and after the sermon, you're more riled up, you're more angry at someone, you're more judgmental at others, right? You want to go out and harm others. I promise you, you're not going to be able to make spiritual progress because your mind has been more disturbed after the sermon. Mm -hmm. But if you go listen to a pastor in a sermon who quiets you, helps you calm down, and you're able to use your faith. I gave you the example of sitting in church where there is no sermon and you're connecting with your, any, I say church, you could be in a mosque, you could be um, in any religious place or center, and you connect with the image and the, the idea of God that you are comfortable with and that you have been brought up with, and make sure that it takes you and makes you more peaceful. If it does that, you will experience your soul. And then there are people who do not believe in God, who say, well, I, I don't know if there is a God. I have a lot of questions. And that is fine, too. They themselves can become peaceful, and they will experience the glimmer of the soul as well and the peace within. Okay. So the soul waits for us to recognize it, and the soul waits for us to share a glimmer with and then what happens to the soul after we our bodies die yes a oh, beautiful question so let me give you an example there are two questions in there and i want to answer both the soul is like the sun it's constantly shining right and when the clouds dissipate the sun shines through the sun was never gone it doesn't appear it was always there once the clouds go away the sun beams through and in our case, what are the clouds? It is the thoughts in our mind. When the thoughts in the mind calm down, you begin to experience your soul, right? You begin to experience, and that experience of the soul fills you with happiness and peace, right? Infinite peace, and that, that's what is happening. Now, I've forgotten your, your question. Uh, what happens to us? Uh, I remembered it. What happens to us when we die? Yeah, what, is the, right? what happens with the soul? Yes, so the soul is energy. You know, Einstein, Albert Einstein, the famous physicist, made a, a, a discovery, uh, a physics discovery, a scientific discovery, which I think is the biggest, one of the most important spiritual discoveries as well, because he talks about how energy can never be destroyed nor created. It can only be transformed. The soul is energy. The soul will always exist. You cannot destroy energy. You cannot create it. Your soul is pure energy. It is eternal. And your body, your matter, you know, it, it, it is an aggregation. We, our body is an aggregation of all the matter that we have collected in our lives from our mother to once after we we're born, we're collected. And then it, you know, it, it disaggregates. 
but it is also matter. And so it's, it's this continuity uh, that exists, this universe, if you look at the universe, everything is a continuum. It is just fascinating when you think about it. You're fascinating to talk to. Happy soul, hungry mind, Ravi Kathoria. And uh, you are a delight and a joy. This is your second book. Tell me about your third. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I, I, want to, I want to share with, the, with your listeners, I'm a delight only because I'm being you know, interviewed by Miss Casey. Oh, thank you. You are so kind. Yeah. You are so kind. I, I promise you there can be some interviewers who can make me come out. <laughs> so I'm, an, I'm only a reflection. <laughs> so, Miss Casey, this is a compliment for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. And no, are, what are you working on next? Yeah, so great question. Yeah, the Happy Soul, Hungry Mind, it's, it's volume one, and the volume one is called Tribulation. And it's the story of, like I said, it's the entrepreneur and his mentor and their discussion on spirituality and stuff like that. And there is a volume two, but I am waiting to see how the story progresses. I still don't know, Miss Casey, hmm. how the story will progress for both of these characters. And so, you know, I, I tell this to people as, as an author. I don't know if this happens to other authors, but it happens to me. I, I write a book. I become pregnant, and then I have to deliver the book. Right. Then I have no choice. And so I'm not pregnant just as yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will after this call today. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, right. we'll see. What? I will announce the pregnancy when it happens. <laughs> okay. okay. And will your soul help lead you to what's next? My soul will not help me. My soul is... How should I say this? The sun is constantly shining, right? Mm -hmm. The clouds have to move away. The wind patterns, the atmosphere will move the clouds away. But the sun always shines. So the soul is not subjective. The soul is not is completely pristine, right? The soul doesn't wane and wax. The soul is always present. It's, uh, it's our divine energy, right? Got it. Uh, whether you're a theist or atheist, doesn't matter. That is divine energy in us, okay? Now, what happens is, so what will guide me is my own life experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Because these stories that I have written come from my own life experience, I have heard. So I will, I will experience another aspect of life, and that will then uh, urge me, to write again. But my soul is always prevalent and always giving me the energy and the love. I shouldn't say the love. You know, it's, it's always, yeah, it's always giving. It's always there. Beautiful. All right. I will await for your next birth, <laughs> Ravi. <laughs> I, uh, I'll call you for the baby shower. Okay. How about that? <laughs> Very good. Oh, my goodness. I enjoyed him so much. Ravi, R-A-V-I, Kathoria, K-A-T-H-U-R-I-A. He lives in Sugarland, a suburb of Houston, Texas. I told him I wanted to buy the house across the street from him. He would be a fun neighbor, right? Predominantly a businessman, you can find Ravi and interact with Ravi at, on LinkedIn. I've connected with him there. Find the book on Amazon and at happysoulhungrymind.com. The book has a beautiful orange cover. Okay, so according to Ravi, the purpose of life is to experience the life force of your own soul. And when we experience our own living force, we are aligned with our purpose. And this wonderful life force, your happy soul, 
is always waiting for you. When you quiet the mind, says Ravi, your soul can shine through. Now, your mind is hungry, and your mind is going to throw all kinds of things at you. But if you can quiet yourself, the soul just wants to give you a big hug and perhaps some cheesecake. Ravi Kasoria, thank you so much. I have more questions for Ravi, so he'll have to come back again. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On today. I hope you'll take a little time very soon to quiet your mind. Our thought for the day is from Deepak Chopra, who said, Meditation is not a way of making your mind quiet. It's a way of entering into the quiet that's already there. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine on.